podcast episode 3 for the date January 17, 2011. And I'm accompanied here by my fellow Muslim brother and friend as I would like to introduce them. VP and co-creator at the Hob Talib. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. And um, today uh, we actually have uh, recently I've interviewed uh, Samir from Samir Eats and uh, his interview will be uh, added to the podcast, so it'll be uh, you guys can listen to it about um, uh, half an hour to an hour later in the show. So first, first, basically, we're going to just go over the top five posts, uh, like previous podcast, and then we're going to I'll put in the um, interview with uh, Brother Samir inshallah. So first of all, before I start. I just, uh, I'd like to apologize for not um, being uh, frequent in releasing these episodes. And it's because, mostly because of our um, lack of time and how busy we are with uh, school and uh, work and all that. So, uh, hopefully, inshallah, we'll be releasing more episodes frequently, though. Alright, so, so our first post that we're going to discuss is uh, the uh, post sports and Islam and it's in the category of Islamic study and and this post basically uh, let me just sum it up it's uh, basically saying that uh, well I wrote this post so it, it uh, I said I wrote that from my research that I did it's basically how many brothers these days they um, think of sports as Many uncles, should I say? I'm not. I'm not trying to be biased, but they say that sports is not a part of Islam. Sports is just a waste of time, and instead of um, playing sports, the person could be worshiping or doing any other type of activities. So, first of all, uh, in the post, I added a fatwa from uh, a question a Muslim brother had, and this uh, fatwa was from um, Islam Islam Online, and the fatwa first of all starts out by saying that uh, Prophet Muhammad said, uh, teach your children swimming, archery, and horse riding. And this is basically a direct call to practice sports, and it shows the great importance uh, um, Islam plays on sports. Because, because let's face it, um, why is swimming so important? Because swimming, without swimming, we can die in the ocean. Archery is good for battle because you can attack people from far and horseback riding is a fast way of transportation Which obviously they didn't have car back cars back then so It's uh, important to know that a sound mind is in a sound body and and another thing that the fatwa said was that um, it's uh, People usually forget 
or they don't know that when Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi came uh, to preach Islam, he he didn't just come with spiritual uh, enlightenment. He also came with physical enlightenment, and this physical enlightenment was was uh, keeping your body in shape. That's that's what basically he said, and it's reported in a hadith that a strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than a weak one, and there's a lot of uh, Islamic there's a lot of sports that um that help in uh, doing Islamic rituals. Like in Islam, we can we we see that many Islamic rituals can contain sports that help our body attain physical fitness, and a lot of them are like pilgrimage in the holy. Uh, if you go around the Kaaba, you 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 obviously have to have a fit body. It it takes a lot of strength, and trust me, I've been there, and visiting your visiting the sick. You have to, you know, walk to the sick, visit him, and going to the masjid, and participating in many things, and even even praying namaz. Simple as that. You can't you can't pray namaz if you're if you're fat. I I don't want to say fat, but if you're overweight, you can't really pray namaz. So so if um and also it says uh it says there are four characteristics if found in a person he is a pure hypocrite. And if one of them is found in a person, it gives him a characteristic of hypocrisy until he drops it. If trusted with something, he, he uh, breaches trust. If he talks, he tells lies. If he makes a promise, he does not keep his word. And if it, if is in a krill with someone, he proves de deviant. So in contests like such as, uh, like let's say if you have a sport game in uh, at a... Uh, uh, for like, if you have a basketball game at night at uh, eight o'clock, then you have to be there at eight o'clock because you're basically making a conduct with the person, and that's a sign of hypocr hip uh, hypocrisy. And, and this is basically saying that you can use that in um in um, your uh, Islamic uh, I uh, daily life also because how many uh, honestly how many people do you see in Juma? Uh, if Juma time is at 1.30, how many people do you see uh, come there at 1.30? Or how many people do you see coming there an hour hour before? But if you're going to a sports game or you're, you have a practice at 8, you're going to see everyone come to 8. Or you're going to see people come an hour before because they, wanna, they want to they wanna be there. So that's basically you can use sports as a way of uh, helping your Islamic life also. And so, so that's basically what the post was about, and and you can't say that sports is haram also, because in the Quran it says, O ye who believe, forbid not the th good things that Allah had made lawful for you, and transgress not. Lo, Allah love not transgressors. So, you can't say that sports is haram either, because it doesn't say in the Quran that sports is haram. So that's basically what that post was about. And just to point out, um, some famous Muslim brothers that uh, have, alhamdulillah, made it to national uh, sport leagues. And uh, the first one is obviously Muhammad Ali, who was a boxer, which mostly everyone knows. And he, he was he was a proud Muslim. He was uh, he was a really good uh, athlete also. And the next one is uh, Abdul Jabbar Karim who was a basketball player, which uh, many probably know if you live in America or uh, in Canada, because he was a really popular uh, former basketball player. And another one was uh, Hussein Abdullah, who was a foot who is currently a football player, and we also did another post about him, which uh, he fasted during his uh, games. And if you think about how hard it is to play a sport, while fasting, think about that in a national level because that's even that's even more difficult. And and then there's also Nazim Khadri who isn't as famous, but he plays for the uh, national hockey team. And uh, and then there's also uh, Ali Muntari, who's uh, Sully uh, Ali Muntari. My bad. Uh, he's uh, he plays for the soccer team. Uh, and then there's uh, there's the Pakistan cricket team, which uh, in the post, you sh uh, it shows them uh, all praying. So, subhanAllah, that's uh, really uh, good. Stop, do you have anything else to add to the post? Well, I'd like to say that 
Zidane from the French soccer team. He is actually a very he's actually a Muslim as well, and so there's Yaya Torre from Ivory Coast, and those and both of them. Well, uh, Yaya Torre played in the World Cup and he played very well, but and these Muslim players that they they play sports, and those people who say that sports are against Islam, they're wrong, because Islam does not say anything bad about sports. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Alright, Dob, so do you want to go over the next post, which is uh, the last sermon of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Uh, Yeah, sure, Saad. Um, well, this post, well, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he gave his last khutbah on um, Mount Arafat during Hajj, and um, he had many great points in that sermon. So, a part of his sermon is that he said, Lend me an attentive ear, for I know not whether after this year I shall ever be amongst you again. Therefore, listen to what I am saying to you very carefully, and take these words to those who cannot be present here today. So basically, in the opening part of his speech, Prophet Muhammad just introduced it, and he kind of gave a hint or foreshadowed that he will probably he will not give another speech, and that's interesting to me, because it's like he knew that he won't be around to give another speech, and um, he also stresses the importance of the speech and how it's his like last words. So um, next, he says like another part is that it's true. It is true that you have certain rights in regard to your women, but they also have rights over you. Remember they have taken them as your wives only under Allah's trust and his, and his permission. So this shows the Prophet's peace upon emphasis on how men and women are equal. Another part of the sermon of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is that just as you regard this month, this day, the city as sacred, so regard the life and profit of every Muslim as a sacred trust. Return the goods entrusted to you to their rightful owners. Hurt no one so that no one may hurt you. All Muslims should always be conscious that Allah is watching us. And that... I'm sorry, I lost my place. And Allah is watching us. And Allah has forbidden you to take usury interest. Therefore, all interest obligation shall henceforth be waived. And your capital, however, is yours to keep. You will neither inflict nor suffer any iniquity. So this basically means that Prophet Muhammad, you know, he just states what's bad and what you should do. That you should be a lawful person and not commit usury. And next, and then he goes on to say, and I quote. Before of Satan, for the safety of your religion, he has lost all hope that he will ever be able to lead you astray in big things. So beware of following him in small things. So in this part of the sermon of Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, he uh, warns us that Satan will not will come to us and guide us away from small things in Islam. So we'll commit small sins. But it's good that our our iman is so big that he cannot put us astray from big things so but always keep in mind that Allah, that Satan is is going to lead you astray and that you should not listen to him and always keep in mind that Allah is watching you and the Prophet Muhammad ended his sermon by saying listen to me in earnest worship Allah say your five daily prayers to Allah Fast during the month of Ramadan and give your wealth in zakat, perform and perform Hajj if you can afford to. So, in his closing statement, Prophet Muhammad um, he just told us to perform the five pillars, and that those five pillars will grant us paradise. And um, the post um, is basically over. Then um, it just goes out that. You said do good deeds, and this is a pretty important part of Prophet Muhammad's prophethood, because it's his last sermon, and that we said listen to it, because it's the last advice he gave to us before passing away. Um, and that's basically it for that post. All right, thanks, Saab. Um, yeah, so that the last sermon is uh, pretty. It's a pretty important part of Islam, actually. It's 
authentic so it's a authentic hadith so we all know that it, it's there's no way that it can't be true and it's uh prophet muhammad sallallahu said that uh to remember to spread the message so we should always be spreading this message spreading the sermon like uh to all our muslim brothers as much as we can and so yeah that was that's basically what that post was about all right so the next post we're going to discuss in the show is um uh delaying your salah which was in the category of um uh islamic uh, study and <clears throat> so basically um Basically, this po this post was uh, written by my fel uh, fellow member of the site, Tariq Ali, and um, he basically says that um, that you're for well. First, he starts out by saying that you are debating in your mind whether you should pray or sh you should stay by the TV and finish up what you were watching. But then there's the ups and downs of each side. So let's say if you stay by the TV and continue to watch, what's going to happen next? Well. You get to talk about your friends, and you get to brag that how you saw one of the greatest moments of TV. So, you can take as a example of a Super Bowl, and then, but then now what? But what's the down? The downside is even even worse than that. It's then missing a basketball or football game. You 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 showed a bad example in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and and His angels. You just stay. You basically you're showing that watching TV is more important than praying namaz. And you should always consider that you might you you can die any time in the day. You can die any any day, any time. <clears throat> and who knows? This might be your last salah. So if you're if you're skipping the salah, you'll you'll not be able to make it up. And then what's gonna happen? You're gonna get a lot of sin just because of missing that one salah. And and the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said the first of man man's deed for which he will be called to account on the day of resurrection will be salah. If it is found to be perfect, he will be safe and successful. But if it, if it is incomplete, he will be unfortunate and a loser. So, this is basically saying that the first thing that Allah SWT will ask is about your prayer. So that's how important prayer is and, and uh, in Islam. And let's face it, it's one of the five pillars of Islam too and and let me just point out a story and um that Tariq also posted this is uh he took it from our brother Shazad Shah and he, it's it's about uh this person remembering uh his grandmother's warning about Salah on time and then um he said she used to tell him my son you shouldn't leave Salah to this late time his grandmother's age was 70, but whenever she heard the azan, his grandmother used to get up like an arrow and perform salah. But how? But however, he couldn't perform his salah because he would he would be or he would be he would always offer his salah the last uh, time that he he uh, of salah. And thinking this, he got up and realized that there were only 15 minutes left before salat alisha. So he quickly made wazu and performed salat al-maghrib. Now making Dazbi um, of uh, Fatima Zahra, he again remembered his grandmother and was embarrassed of how he prayed Salah and so late. So his grandmother prayed with such tranquility and peace. And he, he used to make it really, he used to take time and uh, he used to really go fast while praying. And even in school he used to be really tired, he would come back and it would be really hard for him to pray. But then his heart was about to burst because he was um, he was basically like having a dream and it was the day of uh, judgment when he was alive. He had heard many things about the question questioning on the day of judgment, but that seems so long ago. So then then uh, he uh, he walked unknowingly uh, eyes through the crowd in the day of judgment and the angels brought him to the center and left him there. His head was bent down and his whole life was passing in his eyes, like a movie. He opened his eyes but, but saw only another world. The people were all helping each other. He saw his father running from one lecture to another, spending his wealth in the way of Islam. His mother invited guests to, his to their house and one table was being set while the other was being cleared. He pleaded his case. 
I too was always on this path. I I helped others. I spread the word of Allah Subhanahu Taala. I performed performed my salah. I fasted in the month of Ramadan. Whenever Allah Subhanahu Taala ordered to us to do, I did. Whenever Allah Subhanahu Taala orders us not to, I did not. And then he began he began to start crying because he he thought about how much he loved Allah Subhanahu Taala. He knew that whether he had done in his life would be less than what Allah Subhanahu Taala deserved, and his only protector was Allah Subhanahu Taala. Then he was sweating, he was shaking, and his eyes were fixed on the scale, waiting for the final decision. At last, the decision was made. The two angels with the sheets of paper in the hand turned to the crowd. His legs felt like they were going to collapse. He closed his eyes as. That we can read the names of those the people who are going to enter hell, and his name was read first. And he was he was uh, really he yelled out, "How could I go to Jahannam? I served others all my life. I spread the uh, word of Allah Subhanahu to others." Then he was uh, then the Jahannam angels continued to drag him, and they almost got to the hellfire. He looked back, and there were these were his last pleas. Had not Prophet Muhammad said, How clean would a person be who bathes in a, in a river five times a day? So so too does the Salah performed five times times cleanse one, someone of their sins. He began yelling, My prayers, question mark, my prayers, question mark, my prayers. But the two angels did not um, stop. And then um, uh, he found himself in the air falling towards the flames. He, he had just fallen five or six feet when a huge hand grabbed him by the arm and pulled him back. He lifted his head and saw an old man with a long white beard. He wiped some dust, dust off and asked him, Who are you? The man replied, I am your Salah, Namaz prayers. Why are you so, so late? I was almost in the fire. You re he basically rescued, the old man rescued him and the last minute before he fell in. So, and then, so that's basically... So basically the story was about how at the end this old man uh, picked him up from the fires just about when he was about to fall to the fire of hell. So that's that's basically the moral of the story is that to pray Salah on the time and Allah subhanahu wa will help you in the right time. So that that's basically what that uh, post was about. So Tahab, do you have anything else to add? Oh uh, yeah, well, in the my la in the last post we just discussed the last sermon of Prophet Muhammad based upon him, uh, I stressed that Prophet Muhammad Sallam, one of his last words in his sermon were to pray your salah, and that's how important it was. And today, like, we have no excuses not to pray your salah. Like, if you have an iPhone or an Android phone, you gotta get an Azan alarm, and then every time, and then your phone will ring and tell you it's time for salah. So you can always be reminded for salah, and you have no excuse for not praying. Because it's the most, most important pillar of Islam after the Shahada. And it's basically will be counted first in the Day of Judgment. So, if you love Allah and you want to go to Paradise, and you want to be loved by Allah then pray your Salah. It's just that simple. Yeah, I got you. So, so yeah, that was, that was basically what the post was about. And... Inshallah, we'll all, including myself, pray uh, namaz on time from now on. Okay, so the next post that we're going to discuss is um, uh, after, this is basically a person converting, and it's about after he watched uh, the movie 2012 and Doomsday, he became a Muslim. So, Tahab, do you want to discuss this post for me? Well, um, many people that convert, or as I say, reconvert back to Islam, have amazing stories most of the time. From Yusuf Estes to a U.S. mayor, they all have very good stories, mashallah. Now, this man, who I think is like the most recent man I've heard of that converted, was, um, he watched the movie 2012, and he became afraid of the Day of Judgment, and he, con and he converted to Islam. I've seen this movie, and it's kind of like, it opened your eyes about uh, what the Day of Judgment might be like, you know. So, it's, uh, his name was Hussein King Jordan, and he was like 30 years old, he was working on guitar, and, um, and, um, he arrived February 2009, and he was Christian, uh, but he, and he never thought that he would become a Muslim, 
but in November he decided in 2009 he tried he decided to watch the movie 2012 Doomsday so I'm sure you know these movies so after that he was not able to sleep because he was affected by the movie so much and he was and he became scared from the huge earthquakes and thunderbolts he asked himself if this happened where will I go paradise or hell so that's how it started okay so he started reaching for the truth he and he printed articles about anything the world answered how the anything that would answer his questions so it came to his mind about islam what's islam luckily he was able to answer all of his questions he got satisfied too but he still continued reading islamic books he asked for guidance he asked god to guide him god guide he asked god to guide him for the right path he is aware that Muslims were tagged as terrorists. Indeed, that Muslims in Mindanao, Philippines, that's why in the Philippines, when you say Muslim, people think that these are a group of people making trouble in a said area, but not all of them do this. So, there are times when he heard the Azan, and it was like um, he wanted to do Salah, but he did not know how. That time, he was not yet a Muslim. It took two or three months before he decided to embrace Islam. No one forced him to join Islam, honestly. He embraced Islam because of its genuine message from one God, from one God to mankind. He embraced Islam because God has guided, guided him and took him from darkness to light. He finally he embraced Islam in January 27, 2010. Okay, so the, that's basically what the post is about. And um, so it's probably kind of I think this man like I believe that converts are better Muslims than people who are born into a Muslim family because they found Islam by themselves they were not taught it at a young age but they discovered itself and they learned of Islam by themselves because they wanted to and they wanted to love Allah and want Allah to love them and I just think this is an awesome story how he became Muslim you know it's very interesting and if you are, and if you guys want to see the movie 2012 and Doomsday, so it's a pretty interesting movie, you know, as the world being destroyed. But being Muslims, we know that that's not going to happen in 2012, but it will happen sometime in this life. Right, but um, yeah, exactly. So that yeah, that was I posted up that uh, I've actually posted that post and I I got it from um. Brother uh, Debash from uh, Islamic Experiences, and the guy basically directly posted it on the site his story, so he's not too common of a guy. And um, but it, it was really interesting, so I posted it up also. And so uh, yeah, so um, the next post we want to discuss the closeness between you and Allah Subhanahu So this post was recently uh, released by Tahab. Uh, brother Tahab, so uh, Tahab, why don't you discuss this post? Well, this post is just like the Hadith 8 of the 40 Hadith Qudsi, which are the most holy Hadith, which are Hadith that Prophet Muhammad said that Allah SWT said to him. So, um, so this was on the authority of Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, from the Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who said, A prayer performed by someone who has not recited the essence of Quran during its deficit and repeated the word three times, incomplete. Someone said to Abu Huraira, even though we are behind the Imam, he said, Reset it to yourself, for I have heard the Prophet, may the blessings and peace of Allah be upon him, say, Allah, mighty and sublime be he. He had said, I have divided prayer between myself and my servant into two halves, and my servant shall have what he, have, what he has asked for. So basically this means that Abu Hurairah overheard Allah, Prophet Muhammad when a mom is writing, reciting Shul Fatiha in Jama'ah and, and during Salah, you recite to yourself because Allah split Shul Fatiha into two halves, uh, conversations between you and Shul and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the servant says, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Allah replies, my servant has praised me. And when he says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies, my servant has ex extolled me. And when the servant says, Maliki Yomidin, Allah says, my servant has glorified me. And on no occasion he said, my servant has submitted to my power. 
And when he says, Allah says, This is between me and my servant, and my servant shall have what he has asked for. And what he says, Allah replies, This is for my servant. My servant shall have what he has asked for. So, this basically means that when you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies to you. It's basically a conversation between you and Surah Al-Fatiha. Okay. When you, uh, when you, Surah Al-Fatiha basically means that, um, Praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds, the merciful, the compassionate, massive day of judgment. And when you say this, you acknowledge, you are acknowledging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his traits. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala believes that you you are praising him and um, he becomes very happy with you and when you ask him for help he becomes even more happy for you and he thinks you have glorified him and that you and that he will give you what you want what you have asked for and what you've asked for is guidance in Surah Al-Fatiha so this is um so when you re recite Surah Al-Fatiha uh, it's it's a pretty it's the it shows the closeness between you and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and that's what the post is about the closeness between you and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So the next time you recite Surah Al-Fatiha and Salah, remind yourself that it is a conversation between you and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala replies to you. So it takes slight pauses between the ayahs, and also keep conscious that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is always watching and replying to your prayers. So. When you think that you're alone and praying, you're not, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there, and he's extremely close to you, and he's listening to what you're saying, and he's talking back. So always be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and never forget how close he is, because he is always closer than you think. And that's basically what the post is about. Okay, yeah, that, that was really good, Dab. Shazakhalkhir. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, that that that's pretty much it for the top five posts for this uh, week's show, and um, before I uh, uh, put in the um, interview between uh, Samir brother Samir Eats, um, I just like to point out two things. One um, one big one announcement I made uh, on uh, Eid, which was I think I, I believe the last Eid, Eid al Adha, uh, was that I announced the new Muslim vision and what the new Muslim vision was um, I would basically add a new uh, my myself recording and uh, talking about the post in uh, like five five minutes maximum and basically that didn't really work out and the reason because of that is um, it was really hard to for me to upload a video for each post and it would it would uh, the free the rate of releasing new posts would be would go slower so it would i would probably release uh new posts maybe twice a month or maybe three three times a month and that's it so that's why i completely forgot about the i, I completely dropped that uh idea and i'm i'm sorry for those that might have uh uh wanted to uh listen to the muslim uh muslim vision um for a post but so we're we're just gonna stick to the podcast like before, and instead of uh, doing that kind of stuff. But um, inshallah, um, if you guys have any ideas or any type of suggestions for the site, you're always free to uh, go on the site and the top it says comments slash suggestions slash complaints, and always just drop down a comment, and we always we always make sure we uh, look at the comment, and we always take your suggestions on hand. And another thing I wanted to point out is um, this new site I released. It used to be formerly uh, named halalmylife.wordpress.com. I changed the name to My Life is Halal. So it goes after My Life is Average, My Life is Desi, all those other kind of sites. And it's a really good site. There's people been uh, posting stuff on it. Is, um People post usually how they overcame shaitan in any uh, way, of, way or form. And I just want more people to post on it so people can get um, more and more educated and more and more um, uh, ways to fight against shaitan and, um, and help them get, um, get, their, get enlightenment from them, inshallah. Uh, let me play the 
uh, interview I had with Brother Samir, which was yesterday, uh, January uh, 16. And for those that don't know who's, uh, what Samir Eats is, it's basically a person named uh, Samir, um, Brother Samir, and I, I kind of forgot his name, his last name. Oh, it's uh, Sermas, yeah. So he basically, him and uh, another guy, Saad Malik, who's the cameraman, and he edit, edits, edits the show, they go around in top restaurants around the U.S., and they basically record themselves in the restaurant, and they say, they it's always halal, and they talk to the manager, they talk about the food, how the food is, so for people that are big uh, food freaks like myself, it's a really good show for all you um, people, so... You remember to check it out. It's it's really good, alhamdulillah. It uh, helps people to come closer to halal food. And so this interview, uh, the Hob, unfortunately, he wasn't able to <clears throat> make it to the interview. And I also like to thank uh, Brother Tariq for getting us in contact with Brother Samir. So inshallah, listen to the podcast. Um, so uh, here it is. Assalamu alaikum, my Muslim brothers worldwide. I am your host, Saad Riyazuddin, and I am grateful to Allah SWT to have a very special guest with us today. It's none other than uh, Mr. Samir, and Mr. Samir has uh, recently thought of this really uh, good idea for all of us, uh, mashallah. So, um, let me, so, assalamu alaikum, brother Samir. Walaikum salam to everyone. Uh, this is Samir Sarmast uh, from Samir Zeets. Uh, thanks for having me here. Um, you know, it's a, it's it's a great pleasure to know that we have the youth working on you know such projects as the Muslim Voice uh, and many others. So I'm I'm glad to be here and you know enlighten you with whatever I can regarding halal food and halal restaurants. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, Mr. S uh, Brother Samir, I'd just like to. Uh, just I'd just like to say that mashallah that your your idea is really creative and it's it's probably helped a lot of brothers worldwide because as uh, because I, I haven't seen any other uh, uh, person doing this basically going around in restaurants and recording themselves live and uh, recommending what what uh, restaurants good for them and and it basically really gives us a good visual uh evidence of what what's uh restaurant is really good to eat at so let, let's get uh first so uh, in the interview first i'd like to ask you is uh what inspired you to most to make this show uh yeah so what inspired me to make the show um well i have to say first of all you have to love food right so that's yeah, one thing Okay, uh, you know, so I love food and I love eating, and I only eat the biha halal, alhamdulillah. So that's really what inspired me to, you know, go out and check out the halal restaurants. The other inspiration, who uh, I use as a source, is zabiha.com. Zabiha.com um, is a guide I use. Um, to go out to the latest and obviously the top halal restaurants. Now, I don't really, you know, necessarily, uh, you know, uh, many people have different opinions of what a top halal restaurant is. Uh, to you, a top halal restaurant could be something, you know, to me it's not really a top restaurant. But here's what I, I base that on. It's on the quality of food, obviously, the quality of service, and the, the cleanliness of the place, and obviously, you know, uh, under the service, uh, you know, the, the staff, a friendly staff, you know. So that's one of, those, those are what my inspirations are. And, and, and ultimately, it's it's really Zabiha.com where I go to as my guide. I've been going to that website for the last 10 years. And one of the things that I notice is, hey, it's great. We got ratings. We got different, you know, uh, opinions from the people that have been to the restaurant. Uh, what about a visual for this restaurant? We don't know what the place looks like. Let's be honest. There are some restaurants that may have amazing food, mashallah, but you know what? The place is not the ideal place to take your family or your, your, your sister or your, your mother, you know? So it's one of the things that I wanted to go out there 
and bring the restaurant to you, to all the viewers. So, uh, you know, uh, last night I was with uh, Shahid Amanullah, who's the CEO of uh, Zabiha.com, uh, Halal Fire Inc., Halal So I had, a, I had this very discussion with him, and, you know, he's obviously – uh, you know, knows about my, my, you know, obviously Samir Zietz, and he's he's been linking my videos to his website, so you could even check him out on there. So, nice. mashallah, uh, mashallah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it, so. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, so uh, that's really that's really cool, actually, mashallah. How how'd you get in contact with um the CEO? Well, um... I met him at a conference, and I mean, he's, people have talked about me to him, you know, they've peeked his ear about, you know, there's a guy, Samir, he goes around to the restaurant, so uh, he's been, he's kind of like, knows that I've been out there, but we never actually met face-to-face until actually this last conference at the AMCC, the American Muslim Consumer Conference, uh, which was held here in New Brunswick, New Jersey, I had a chance to spend to him. And we exchange, uh, you know, information there. Uh, and, uh, you know, Shahid uh, Masha is a, is a great guy. He's, he has a lot of great ideas. Um, Zabia.com is, has been a, a 10-year project, you know, uh, where now, I mean, he's international. So he just told me yesterday that he's added 200 restaurants out in the, the Asian market. So, I mean, wow, that's, that's wow. big. Yeah. Oh, mashallah, mashallah. He, he's, uh, Singapore is his biggest, uh, let's just say, his biggest market out there. So. Oh, I see, I see. But, uh, you know, we, obviously we have a lot of restaurants. So it's 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 a great source, you know. Um, and he also has Salatomatic, which gives you the massages in the area. So. Uh, oh, but, but, you know, we got to meet and, and talk and, you know, we have something in common. So that's it. And we, we had a sit down yesterday. We, I was in Washington D.C. and uh, although we we talked about some of our, our ideas and our visions for each of our companies, so ah, nice, mashallah, mashallah. So, so the next question is um, that I wanted to ask you was uh, what was the best restaurant you've been to and why? The best restaurant that I've been to is um, Kebab Paradise, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. yeah, well, look around this area. I have to say, I mean, and it's that's a difficult question for me to answer because it's not that, you know, there's other restaurants that I don't like. I have a lot of best restaurants, but if I had to nail it down to home and just because of the convenience of where I'm at, it has to be about Paradise. So, yeah, like, you know, let's just say I go to West Coast. I mean, there's restaurants out there that are my favorite as well. So there's a group of favorite restaurants, but Kebab Paradise has to be my number one uh, spot only based on... You know, obviously the quality, like I mentioned, the service. You know, they're they're clean people, uh, and and like I said, you 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 want to keep coming back there. They you don't you don't, you don't. The thing is, you don't have anything like it. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. They just they just stand out, and which is why they've been blessed with a second location. You know, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Mashallah, they've done. Yeah, mashallah, sure. And so shout out to Kebab Paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, the next question I wanted to ask you was, what, uh, what, what are your top pla- next places to eat and record at? Well, the thing is, I actually have now. I have episodes filmed. They just haven't been released. So, oh, I see. Um, where I'm going to go record at, uh, that will remain a mystery. Um, but <laughs> let's just say the, I'll give you the geographic location is going to be the Midwest, um, oh, okay. specifically Michigan and Chicago. But I haven't really um, picked out, you know, where, I mean, I have for Michigan, uh, I mean, I'll put it out there. Famous Burger is where I want to go. So, uh, uh, Chicago is going to be, you know, I have, a, I have a spot in mind, but I've actually a few spots since Chicago is a hot spot for halal food. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that, uh, for us to decide later, but I do have some episodes coming out California back home here in Jersey. So oh, know, okay. be, be on the lookout for that. So inshallah, you're going to see a consistent, uh, you know, release of episodes. So next month we're going to have a, another episode release. Have you watched the one from uh, from this week that I released? Um, was that the one in uh, California? 
Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really good, Mashallah. And uh, it was really cool to see that you met uh, Nap uh, Napoleon. And yes. Yeah, how did you get to meet him? Well, Napoleon's a good friend of mine. I mean, I've known him for oh. a few years. So, um, you know, actually, he was uh, planning uh, to leave to the Middle East uh, probably a, a month before, but uh, Subhanallah, he was his son got a, a cancer, so it was it was kind of yeah yeah kind of delayed his it, it delayed his trip. So I was I mean, look, I mean, I mean, his son's doing better, and that's what counts. And um, yeah, uh, so it's. Um, but it just was timing, and, you know, that's why I was able to touch base with him and, and make it work. Because literally that weekend, the, the following weekend, he took off to Saudi. So oh, I, see. <laughs> I got him at his last weekend in America to do that. So. <laughs> that's good. That's uh, good. He, he'll be coming back to visit here and there. But, you know, it's it's kind of tough when you're you're living in two places. So Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. And, um... So the next one is, um, next question is, what's, what was the hardest, what is like basically the hardest part in recording a show? Like it could be anything from um, speaking or getting, or getting permission or doing any, like, like basically the hardest part for you to record. All right, the hardest part is really is the editing piece. Um, you know, um, that is the tough part. Uh, aside from from that, I mean, just getting getting my camera guy Saad Malik, you know, he's my creative director. Uh, he he goes to school. He's in engineering school, so it's kind of time consuming for him to come out and do this. So we have to plan uh, during his breaks or a weekend where he's free, where he doesn't have exams going on. Uh, so that really is the toughest part. Uh, you know, the the scheduling with with him, seeing when he's available getting out there filming and that's why i film uh, a bunch of episodes at a clip if i'm traveling like for instance in california we were able to do four episodes humbla so uh, we got that we knocked that out in a matter of five days time i mean it's it's time crunch uh i'm good at um you know managing time and schedule so that's how we're able to do it uh the napoleon episode was sh shot literally uh, two, three hours before Saad's flight back to New Jersey. So, oh wow, um, it was it was like yeah, we were under time crunch and, and we were able to make it. You know, uh, we were able to do it. Alhamdulillah. So it, it you know it, it's really the time, and 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 that's what it comes down to. We we there's not enough time in the day. So, but, I see, I see. but we make it happen. You know, so because the editing, you know, our first episode took about thirty hours uh, to edit. <laughs> So it's you know, it's a it's a long time. You know? And the results are really good too for the special yeah, effects. Yeah, look, look, it, they're they're good for you know for what we're doing. They're, they're yeah, really yeah. Uh, we just needed to get better. So what I do is critique them. So this last episode, I sit down with the pen and paper. Uh, I critique myself and obviously you know the editing and what we missed out where you know. So it's things we're trying to streamline a consistent video because. Each uh -huh. video we've made a little slightly different uh, just to test out, you know, what what looks better, where the most response is, you know, uh -huh. what format, you know, on our website on samirzeats.com, we actually have a place where you could, uh, you know, request to see more or, or, or actually a request, uh, you know, to get a feedback from the fans, see, see what they want to see, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, we try. We we're doing our best, and like I said, we we're not paid. Sod's not paid. I'm not paid. We're doing this out of our own pockets. So uh, yeah, yeah. We go around. It's a passion we're following through with, and you know, like Shah Damanullah last night. He he really, uh, he really um, put a lot of uh, you know. He gave us a lot of um, ideas. But uh, he, at the same time, he said, "Keep what you keep doing. What you're doing, do it consistently." You know, yeah. Um, that's yeah. the things we are. You know, we promise to come out and and be consistent with the, releasing these episodes. So, yeah, mashallah, mashallah. Because you know, we had another partnership, and unfortunately, that caused some delays and and some issues within us. And and humble, we've straightened some things out. Uh, so. Now you know you're going to see us full force coming out once a month. Uh, that is our that is our target to release these episodes. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, humble. And um, 
That actually was, uh, one of my questions was, um, related to the last one was, uh, how, how do you, who makes the uh, special effects? Like, how do you guys edit them and how'd you come up with the idea? Um, the special effects, um, look, the, my, Saad, my creative director, that's why he has that title because he's creative and uh-huh. uh, he handles all that stuff. So, um, he comes up with ideas, he throws them out, like, in the last episode, I, I didn't know what he was going to do uh, with the, uh, he's Indian and he's single. So he kind of, <laughs> he threw that in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, without me knowing. Because a lot of times, we'll, he'll, I trust his judgment, so he'll just, re- he'll do, he'll work on the episode, then release it. Um, and then I'll watch it later, you know. And then it's kind of like, I'm in a spot where I can't tell him, hey man, go back and change that. <laughs> he worked so hard on it and, uh, you know, but. Like I said, um, you know the special effects. I think they're great. You know they add they add to the the humor. Let's just say so. Yeah, yeah. I let them have fun with it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. As long and, as he's not, you know, insulting anyone. <laughs> <It's pretty good. laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, next question is: uh, Do you have any plans to travel outside the U.S. and record a show? Yes, um, I have plans, but I don't know when it will happen. Allahu alam, man. But Canada <laughs> would be my next uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. country. I mean, Canada is so close, you know, so uh, yeah. that would be the next spot. Toronto, definitely. Yeah, inshallah. Uh, got some, I got some family out there. So, And there's some amazing halal spots out there that yeah. you know, I don't even know the names of. Uh, actually, I do know, I think, one spot in Mississauga. Uh, so it's Afghani kebab place, uh, uh-huh. really amazing stuff. So I would definitely, yeah. you know, do something like that out there. Um, but inshallah, you know, like I said, you know, we, it's time. Time is our, time yeah. is what we, you know, we both try to come together and do it. So, so you know, Saad's got his spring break coming up uh, in March. You know, I'm, I'm uh-huh. going to be out filming, like I said, in the Midwest, uh, in Michigan, Chicago. I haven't confirmed it, but I'm planning, inshallah, that's my intentions, to do it then. And it's a week before my sister's wedding, so, you know. Oh, and mashallah, But mashallah. at the same time, I'm trying to juggle it, you know. I got my sister's wedding mid-March. Before that <laughs> that weekend, I'm trying to use that for Samir Zitz for filming. and, and uh, <laughs> So we have a lot of episodes, you know, in the pipeline. That way we don't need to necessarily be out there filming. We'll, we'll just yeah. have ready and we'll just release them one by one so yeah definitely and and look it, i'm looking to expand samir zitz you know with interns so anybody's oh, yeah? interested out there you know they want to help out do something you know you could use you could you we could use some help you know so oh cool cool so that was actually another uh that's actually relating to my next question which was how many people are behind the full team is it just you and Saad, or that is like- it that is, that's Me, it. Saad, and my, and my fans, or whoever supports <laughs> them. So I consider everyone part of the team because we're in this together. Shahid Amanullah uh, from Zabia.com, also part of my, my team, I consider, because last night he said this. He said, we're all in this together, you know? So Yeah, you know, yeah. He's, he's helping me out by linking my videos to Zabia.com. I think, you know, that, that was, to me, I was very, like, honored that, that he's doing that for me. Uh, sooner or later, he's going to embed those videos into the website. It's just, he's, he's, he, uh, nice, he's nice. also under a time constraint, so, but he does what he can. So I want to shout him out, too. <clears throat> nice. Mashallah, <laughs> mashallah. Yeah, so. definitely count us on, too, the Muslim voice. We're definitely, if you guys need any help or anything, yep. we're, we're here for you. Of course. So. Inshallah, man. Yeah, inshallah. inshallah. And our uh, my final question is, um, what are your next big plans? And it could be like advancements, like to uh, adding stuff to the show, maybe some kind of uh, review, reviewing kind of stuff, or anything that you might have think of. Yeah, yeah. See, so we we were kind of cross between when we first started this project and. We're kind of cross between, am I a rating system, meaning am I giving star ratings to the restaurant? Uh-huh. Or am I just putting it out there, like Guy Fury, um, 
have you uh, if you know uh, diners and dive-ins, um, you know something like that where he uh-huh. just goes around eating at the places. He just tells you about the place, and, and that's it. So I've kind of narrowed that narrowed it down to leave the ratings out of it. Okay, but just uh-huh. but but just go to the restaurants, the ones that are the top restaurants that I consider great restaurants. You know, in my opinion, and put them out on the video. But I'm not gonna have a rating system where, hey, I think, you know, the food is a five-star. Because you know what? It, it kind of gets into, it, it creates a additional, uh, let's just say, work. And um, I think Zabiha.com does a great job with the ratings because you have yeah. users out there going there and rating it. So with Shahid putting, linking up my uh, videos into, uh, into his website, I think... You know, you already have that there, so you can go rate all you want on his website. You know, leave the rating. Yeah, for yeah. definitely. Uh, or, or you know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a great concept. So I I figure, you know, like here's the thing, and if I'm working with Zabiha.com, if I have my own rating system, but Zabiha.com's rating is something else, we're gonna have some conflicting data here, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So I'll leave the rating out there. As far as long-term goal, uh, my ultimate goal, one day, inshallah, I don't know if it's five sure. years, ten years, two years, who knows, is open up my restaurant, my own restaurant. Uh. People say, why don't you go open a restaurant, man? You're yeah, this, definitely. definitely. You know, and, and look, I do a little cooking here and there, you know, so, um, if, and then yeah. and speaking of cooking, one of the ideas I do have for Samir's Eats is hold cooking oh. competition, you know? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Auntie cooking competition. Why not? <laughs> yeah, let's, definitely. So uh, let's let's you know get into something like that. Maybe I'm gonna start sh- sharing some of the things I make personally. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, something like that. Expand. There's a lot of opportunity. You gotta understand the halal market is huge. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of opportunity and and like i said with me it's time and resources against me and if yeah. we could get the teams together and and start something bigger hey i'm all for it you know so yeah definitely definitely all right so it was uh it was a great pleasure to join uh have you join us uh brother samir and thanks again jazakallah here so much for oh, yeah. uh, Yes, so much, and may Allah reward you for your good deeds. That inshallah, that have been keeping, I mean, uh, yeah, keeping people keep keeping people to eat halal meat and. Pe- yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. Look, I mean, hey, I that's one of the things I I was raised that way, eating halal meat. So uh, I yeah. I've continued that that to be uh, you know that that opinion. So look, there's differences of opinion in, in Islam, you uh, know. I'm not out here to say you're wrong or you're, he's wrong or he's right or, or you know, whatever. Um, but, hey, that's just what it is. We re- we represent the, the Zabiha Halal market, and that's what I'm out to do. So, Yeah, definitely, definitely. And for and I just I just want to remind the listeners to make sure you tune in to uh, uh, www.samireats.com for the latest updates on uh, Brother Samir's show. And Samir's then, Eats. <laughs> oh, Samir Eats, my bad. Samir's, Samir's S-A-M-E-E-R-S, Eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some people do confuse it. They say Samir Eats. They say yeah, Samir's yeah. Eats, but it's Samir's, uh, we have an S in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm right? sorry. No, no, it's okay. Hey, look, <laughs> putting it out there, I want to give the right information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No problem, no problem. And Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum. Well, thanks for having me. No problem. All right, so that was the interview I had with Brother Samir. I hope you enjoyed that, and we will inshallah get more people to uh, to get interviewed. There's there's actually another person, but it's not going to be audio this time because I couldn't do do so. But he's another uh, popular person you might have heard of. So I'll just keep that a secret for now. So uh, the next segment uh, we're moving on to is um, sewer analysis. Now, last like previous shows, we usually play the recording first, and then we read the translations. So here's the recording for ayats in uh, Surah Mursalat um, from ayat 21 to ayat 30. 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شامخات وأسقيناكم ماء فراتا ويل يومئذ للمكذبين انطلقوا إلى ما كنتم به تكذبون انطلقوا إلى ظل ذي ثلاث شعب لا ظليل ولا الأرض كفاتا أحياء وأمواتا. Okay, and so now let's uh let's uh go on to reading the translations for the uh, surah. So ayah twenty one is the witch replaced in a place of rest, firmly fixed. Ayah twenty two for a period of gestation, determined according to need. Ayah twenty three is for we do determine according to need, for we are the best to determine things. Ayah 24. Ah, woe, that day to the rejected of truth. Ayah 25 is, have we not made the earth as a place to draw together? Ayah 26. The living and the dead. Ayah 27. And made therein mountains, standing firm, lofty in stature, and provided for you water, sweet and wholesome. Ayah 28. Ah, woe, that day to the rejecters of the truth. Ayah 29. It will be said, depart ye to that which ye used to reject as false. And Ayah 30. Depart ye to a shadow of smoke ascending in three columns. Alright, so that's the surah analysis for this week. Next week, it will be, inshallah, ayats 31 to 40. Uh, so my bad, not next week, whenever we'll release the next podcast, which could be two months from now, or three months from now, determining uh, based on how busy we are. But inshallah, we'll release it uh, sometime soon. So, so before we end the show, I'd just like to state our contact information in case if you want to send an email or a comment, suggestion, or complaint. Um, so first of all, you can become part of The Voice by becoming a fan of the Muslim Voice uh, Facebook page. You can follow us, follow us on Twitter. You can, you can recently, we also released uh, Formspring, and in that you can post your comment anonymously and we'll answer and the best one will be posted up as a post on the site and so you can submit your voice on formspring and you can subscribe to our videos on youtube and the we recently uploaded the interview so you can uh, head over there to listen to it again and you can vote for us our podcast at podcast alley um, I think there's something wrong with the feed, but you can always just vote for us. That's always great. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. So, inshallah, it was really uh, good to have you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with uh, Brother Samir. So, so uh, right before we end the show, we always do a recommendation. So, let me do mine. Uh, I'm Saad Riyazuddin, and I recommend the Bayana Institute. Uh, I just found about this uh, corporation, actually. It's by uh, Brother Naman Ali Khan, and their institute is in Dallas, Texas, and it's really big. It's a really good uh, type of, uh, it's basically a inst- uh, college type thing, and it, uh, um, it basically helps people learn Arabic, and it has like a lounge, um, uh, father's area, mother's area, in case if you guys have kids, you guys can leave uh, your children there, then there's a, there's a, it's a huge building, and it's, it's really good, alhamdulillah, and I hope to go there one day, inshallah. And I, the Hopdala, would like to recommend that you pray a salah, because that's kind of a big topic of our podcast today, that salah is really important, and that don't miss it, and don't delay, because you only have one life, and you should use it worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. So once again, I thank you guys for joining us in uh, the episode 3 of The Muslim Voice. And I hope you guys keep checking the site, themuslimvoice.com, for any more updates on our voice. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.
Allah the Almighty. Allah, protect me and guide me. Allah, Allah, to your love and mercy. Yeah, Allah, don't deprive me from beholding your beauty. Oh, my Lord, accept this plea. Sad, sad, sad. I messed up. Alright, I'll go again. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go again. Okay, fine. Don't, I don't need the thing on the bottom, right? What? Illa kadirin ma'ala moon. You don't need that, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Dob? Dob, do you have anything else to add to the post? <laughs> 